0: This is WKOK Sunrise on your station for the best news, talk, and sports. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Super duper glad to see you on the radio. It is time for Movie Mike McGranahan, Professional Movie Critic. His website, ILC.com. I go there all the time to check out uh, what I might be interested in watching. He's a member of the Critics' Choice Association and the Online Film Critics Society. His appearance is always sponsored by the Campus Theater Lewisburg. Welcome aboard, Mike. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, Here, the feel-good phrase of the day, Venom, let there be carnage.
1: Tom Hardy returns in Venom Let There Be Carnage, playing the guy with a scary alien symbiote living inside of him. He accidentally transfers some of that symbiote into serial killer Woody Harrelson so that he can transform into a hideous creature as well. When Harrelson escapes from prison in an effort to be reunited with his lost love, Hardy tries to stop him. That's literally all there is to the plot of this movie. It has the storytelling depth of a coloring book. There's no character development either, which makes it hard to care about either of these guys. They're just weirdos with no dimension. The biggest problem with Venom Let There Be Carnage, though, is that both creatures are potentially scary, but the movie wants to be partially a comedy. Aside from not being funny, it's just stupid to have two such interesting monsters crack dumb jokes and engage in lame physical humor instead of providing thrills. Choppy editing and a boring climactic battle between two CGI figures add to the misery. Venom, Let There Be Carnage runs a mercifully brief, yet still seemingly endless 85 minutes, roughly zero of which provide any actual entertainment. This is the worst movie to ever have the Marvel name attached to it. On a scale of one to four, I give it one, Spider-Man. <laughs> it's a comedy? It's a comedy, yeah, and if you've seen Venom and you've seen Carnage, you know that these are kind of creepy, scary, ugly, monster-like things. And there's a lot of potential there for that, that they live inside humans and that humans are battling this inner monster. And this film does nothing with that. It wants to be a comedy. It plays the situation for laughs. The jokes aren't funny. I mean, maybe it would work if it was funny, but it's not. And it just seems to me like the complete wrong way to go with this material. Well, and I watched the trailer,
0: just as I always do to prepare for your conversation. I didn't gather anywhere in there that it's a comedy, wow.
1: Yeah, That's I mean, strange. they kind of hide it in the marketing, okay. but uh, it's a lot of slapstick humor. Tom Hardy has this monster living inside of him that comes out at inappropriate times and says and does inappropriate things or makes him do things that are crazy. And again, if it was funny, it would work, but it's not funny.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I saw him debating with the monster inside once or twice, so I guess that was, (laughs) yeah, I guess a
1: little bit cute. Okay. Well, Woody Harrelson's in it, so it has a decent cast. Absolutely. Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson, two of my favorite actors. Nobody would dispute that they're great actors. Uh, I guess this was an easy paycheck for them. Okay. You know, the movie is just so so sloppy I mean it's just manic it bounces from one thing to another there's no story there's no character development there's nothing to pull you in it's just a lot of mayhem tossed up on the screen Uh, You know, in the hopes that people will just get so wrapped up in it that they forget that there's no substance here.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. So uh, this is Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and that's in the theaters? That's in theaters only, yes. Okay. And that's this weekend. And you gave it one? One Spider-Man. All right. Just one Spider-Man. All right. Any other new movies? Please tell me James Bond is finally coming out somewhere.
1: Well, after 18 months of delays (laughs) from COVID, No Time to Die is scheduled to open today unless MGM pushes it back (laughs) at the very last minute, which, you know, these days is always a possibility. But, no, it is scheduled to hit theaters today. Actually, it opened yesterday for the sneak preview showings. So after 18 long months, we're finally going to get a look at Daniel Craig's last turn as 007.
0: And probably the most talked about Bond movie in a long time. I guess it's just a super movie in general.
1: It's got good early buzz on it. Uh, Of course, Daniel Craig, he's really been one of the most popular Bond actors. A lot of people really feel he's very good in the role. I'm one of them. Uh, The interesting thing about the Bond movies, though, I mean, this is, I think it's been like 24, 25 of them, something like that. I don't think there's any Bond movie that you could actually call a great film. Like, a lot of them are very entertaining. Some of them are kind of dumb, but I don't think there's one that really stands out as being a great movie, which is kind of interesting given how long and how successful this franchise has been
0: what might be a a, a serial or a sequence or an action film that uh, they produce great films also in this genre but they're great films
1: um uh, like the, that's a good question jason
0: bourne maybe something along yeah, that line
1: yeah I, I don't know if i would call any of the bourne movies great necessarily either but um yeah, I don't know. I mean, Speed is a great example of an action movie that I think is also a great okay. film. That was one that really just sweeps you up for two hours. So that would be an example. Uh, some of the things that Christopher Nolan has done, The Dark Knight, Inception, I think those are really great action movies that have a lot of depth to them. Uh, I'm not dissing the Bond movies. I like almost all of them. There's a couple I didn't think were good. I always, almost always enjoy them. I just don't think we've ever had that one really killer Bond movie so we'll, we'll see what happens. Daniel Craig's out of the role. Somebody else will step in, and we'll see what happens. Skyfall, for me, is probably the best of the Bond movies. That's the one that comes closest.
0: All right, Skyfall. All right, well, make a note of that. And this weekend, uh, the new Bond movie is out, and that is called? No
1: Time to Die. And that is just in theaters. Correct. All right. And go easy on the fluids beforehand, because it's two hours and 43 minutes long. Oh, 2.43. <laughs> Holy smokes. Well, no, I'll just have to
0: decide when. I'm taking the break. Okay. So uh, any other new movies out there? these days? That's
1: it. Nobody else
0: wants to come out up (laughs) against Bond. (laughs) Or Venom, I guess. That presumably would be a good movie, though you didn't enjoy it. All right. Entertainment news. Uh, Tell me, you tweeted this week about the vaccine-hesitant celebrities. So what's the impact they're having?
1: Yeah, the Hollywood Reporter ran a really interesting story. A number of Hollywood celebrities are very much in the anti-mask, anti-vaccine camp. And it's creating drama on the sets of TV shows and films because of course you have actors who have to be unmasked to film with each other. And if one person doesn't want to get vaccinated and doesn't want to get, uh, wear a mask off the set, it creates all this drama and all this sense of unsafety. So we're seeing some cases now where there's been a little turbulence on high profile productions. Uh, Miles Teller, very you know well known young actor, uh, had his TV show shut down entirely because he refused to get a vaccine, caught COVID and spread it to multiple other crew members. Uh, the other one, Letitia Wright, who is taking over as the lead in Black Panther 2 for the late Chadwick Boseman, has been on set very, vocally being anti-vaccine and has caused a lot of drama. So Hollywood is really having this moment of crisis now where some of these celebrities don't want to get vaccinated and there's all this money riding on getting these shows and films done And uh, just creating a lot of drama, a lot of chaos.
0: And getting them done in a timely fashion, Mm -hmm. that's it. And of course, and a safe fashion. And there is a lot of demand for movies.
1: Box office numbers lately, where are we there? I mean, things are looking up. Venom blew everybody away last week by opening to $90 million. That is the highest opening weekend during the pandemic. And now we got James Bond this weekend. We've got Halloween Kills next weekend, the new Michael Myers movie. So there's definitely an upswing at the box office here, and the studios certainly want to capitalize on that.
0: Yeah, I was at the theater Saturday night, AM, AMC, right mm-hmm. here in town, and uh, it was packed, plenty of people. I mean, you'd never know, and people were distancing, a couple of masks to be found, but, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I, you know, I felt pretty safe. I didn't I didn't have any misgivings about it, so. What did you see? Uh, well, we went in for popcorn, so I was on a reconnaissance mission. Oh, you were just so, getting popcorn, yes, okay. Yep, so, yeah, <laughs> it's so,
1: good popcorn, I don't blame
0: you. Yeah, so, well, ever since they switched to Orville Redenbacher, it's, it's, mm. it's been an Upgrade there. Okay, so uh, Halle Berry, Mm -hmm. uh, Big Critics' Choice Award. Really uh, just fabulous to hear about this.
1: She's a nominee. Yes, every year the Critics' Choice Association, of which I'm a member, has something they call the celebration of black cinema and television, which is designed to honor people who have really been at the forefront uh, in movies and television representing the African-American community and issues that are important to them. And this week we announced that this year's inductees would be Halle Berry, Anthony Anderson, Jennifer Hudson, and Barry Jenkins, the director of the Oscar-winning Moonlight. So they will be the recipients of the 2021 celebration of black cinema and television.
0: Oh, wow. Fabulous. Well, good for them. Appropriate awards. I mean, this is Mm -hmm. your gig, Critics' Choice, so um, you're you're proud to be connected to this?
1: Absolutely. I think this is a wonderful thing that we do every year, calling attention to this and honoring people who have really made a lot of important inroads. And this year's nominees are terrific. Every single one of them is completely deserving. All right. Well, fabulous. Well,
0: great to hear about that. All right, uh, Dave Chappelle can't keep his uh, nose out of controversy. Maybe that's a good thing. I mean, maybe, he's, you know, a lot of this I always think is contrived, but
1: yeah. what's your view on this? Well, Dave Chappelle, he's uh, in hot water again. He released a new Netflix special where he really goes after the transgender community, and a lot of people feel that what he says in the special borders on hate speech. Uh, he's done this multiple times, and so there's a, a call out for Netflix to pull the new Dave Chappelle special off of their streaming service based on this. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, he's On the one hand, he's a really popular comedian. A lot of people love him. On the other hand, some of the things that he says offend large groups of people. It, it's a tough call because comedy is about pushing boundaries. But on the other hand, you know, when you're a comedian, you're supposed to punch up, not down. In other words, you go after bigger targets. You don't go after people who are minorities or um, you know, something well, like that. And a suicide-prone crowd. We just right. saw
0: new numbers about that this week.
1: Right, right. It's very, very scary there. And, and the transgender community gets enough violence and hatred directed their way. They don't need a big comedian like Dave Chappelle coming and making fun of them. So we'll see what happens here. We'll see whether Netflix gives into that or whether they keep it up.
0: I saw one of the celebrities was saying, it's it's like he's picking on individuals who have autism or something. Mm -hmm. You know, that it's uh, picking picking on people is, I guess, their phrase. So, all right, so Dave Chappelle, uh, maybe uh, wiser words could have been chosen when he was in the uh, editing room. What are you going to see this week, and we'll hear about it next week?
1: I'm seeing Bond today, and uh, early next week I'm getting a screening of Halloween Kills. (laughs) Just in So time. we'll talk about that one next week. All right. Well, I can't, cannot wait to hear about
0: both of them. I'm going to follow you on Twitter, as I always do. And when you click that you are uh, that you've posted the Bond review, I'm going to give that a look-see. For some reason, now, I've got uh, all excited about it, too. So I want to see this particular film. Thank you so much. Thank you. Movie Mike. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic at Aisle Seat is that Twitter handle. If you want to follow him, his appearance is always sponsored by the Campus Theater. Campus Theater dot org